What's going on? It's your boy Devontae the Hillet here at the Cheat Codes Cast once again, where you'll get the simple life hacks and source codes to help you at any level get to any level. Just like in video games, these codes, hacks, and hints were placed here by the creators unbeknownst to you and me. And I'm here to tell you that these codes and hacks can greatly benefit you if you so choose. I won't make you drink the water, I'm just letting you know that this is where it's at. Yo, what's going on? It's your boys, Devontae the Hill and JD, and we are back for another one, y'all. Thank you for being patient with everything that's been going on. We had to take some time away from this project and focus on some other things in life, but we're back and we got a real strong topic for you uh, today. So I'll let JD kick it off and explain what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about the confirmation bias, and confirmation bias is a very important thing for us to understand um, because um, it helps shape our perspective and the way we look at and filter the information that we receive. Um, So let's get into it, bro. Like, you want to start with some questions? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with the definition that I found, and uh, let me know if you found one that's, uh, that's a little different than this. So okay. confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or strengthens and uh, our prior beliefs, excuse me, or hypothesis. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, th- that's what I'm think. Gonna- I think my definition is along the same lines. I just came across a definition, and the comp- it, it describes the confirmation bias as a bias in which information that supports your existing beliefs and biases is favored. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's the same thing, just fewer words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so, yeah, we'll just dive right into the questions. Uh, in what area of your life does the confirmation bias affect you the most? Um, okay, so it's a really good one. Um, and I, I just want to preface it by saying this. Um, the places in which we are raised can sometimes be echo chambers for misinformation and, <clears throat> and can be where a lot of our confirmation biases arise from. So, you know, just taking into consideration my early life and what I was taught, um, it helped me, like, identify some of the uh, some of the past and, I guess, some of the current confirmation biases that I, I still hold on to. Like, early life, um, because my parents are very spiritual, like, they believed in the theory of creationism, and they didn't believe in evolution in any shape or form. And, you know, like a lot of the material that I sought out was information that, you know, basically corroborated that belief that I held. And, you know, after, you know, studying science and understanding that, you know, evolution isn't just, you know, monkey to man. That's one aspect of it. Evolution can occur with bacteria for several generations in like a petri dish right. uh, over you know a matter of hours right um 
And, you know, it's just, it's just once I, you know, came to science and I looked at everything in a more, I guess, objective way, I was able to, you know, let go of the certain, uh, the biases that I held onto um, coming up uh, that way. Um, and as today, um, I think, I think, I think that studying science could also be somewhat of uh, a, a blinder to, you know, accepting new information, um, especially when it comes to things in the realm of spirituality. Um, I think that being that I'm trained in science, like sometimes hearing certain things kind of seem a little bit absurd. So currently I think like that is, you know, one of my main uh, confirmation biases, you know, just not accepting things that can't really be explained by science. But you know, like in our conversations, like we do talk about, you know, science and spirituality and, you know, in talking to you and approaching our, our conversations um, from a very objective standpoint, I'm able to understand and, you know, take a lot of those, those messages that, you know, you share with me to heart and understand the value in them. <clears throat> yeah, that's beautiful. Yo, and just, yo, just real quick, cause I'm not, I'm not, satisfied with either one of the definitions that we found and I kind of forgot to break it mm -hmm. down into like simpler terms just so so for anybody listening um the confirmation bias is where you have a belief and you seek and lean towards and rewrite rewrite the information that suits your belief so how how it works we have a belief system and our belief system dictates our thoughts our thoughts then control our actions subconsciously and sometimes even consciously. And then those actions bring about experiences or result in experiences that only further concrete our beliefs. So um, I grew up in a very spiritual household as well. They, they believed in God and Jesus, not saying that I don't, but they do. And they would say, because they believed in God and Jesus, they would, and they didn't believe in evolution either. They, they, would, they would think, they would think that everything good happened happened because of God and Jesus. So anything that went positive in their life or things that went in their favor, they would, they would then accredit that to the work of God and Jesus. And then anything that seemed unfavorable in the moment, they would also accredited to religion but it wouldn't be to god and jesus it would be to like their antagonist you know satan yeah. or the devil so uh so yeah whatever yeah. whatever it is what's up religious people love using satan as a scapegoat man. yeah for real like i'm <laughs> like yo honestly you're just you're just not taking accountability for anything good yeah. or bad like and that that right there is is completely I can't think of another word. So for lack of better terms, it's kind of weak, only in the sense that you're you're dampening your own powers, your own ability to manifest or create or really bring about into existence what you wish you seek to have or what you seek to be. Because you're mm -hmm. saying that mm -hmm. good things only happen because of Christ, 
like you're pretty much saying that I can't do anything. And literally, they, they've said this to me, I, you can't do anything without Christ. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't truly believe that one. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think for those who do believe um, that he will help you, I think that whatever it is that you want to do, like, for example, if you want to quit smoking, don't sit there and wait for Christ to to like put you in a situation to where you're not able to smoke even that right there is a confirmation bias it's like i be, i, I want to quit smoking you're thinking this so subconsciously you'll start going about these things that that will later on the dominoes will fall into such a position where you won't be able to smoke you may end up in jail you may uh spend or lose all your money you know you may you may uh develop through your thoughts you may develop um a, a health risk which forces you to put down cigarettes you know because that that's uh, what what is it uh when you're a hypochondriac people can mm-hmm. think their way into a disease or an ailment or something yeah. um and there's been there's been cases where people have thought themselves into death like uh so yeah so you're you're by by saying that I can only do this through you know with him or this that and the third, you're you're taking that ability and that power away from yourself at that point. So that's you're not weak, but you're not allowing yourself to be as strong as you can. Be. Yeah. Um, and that's off topic, but I I feel like it kind of fits in anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'll I'll answer the question that I asked you, which in what area? And the, the, these are this was definitely a subjective question for anybody. Yeah. Like it's not like just so anybody doesn't get the wrong idea. But for me, my uh, the confirmation of bias affects me the most with my self worth and knowing that I'm enough and constantly improving. And so to further elaborate with my self worth and knowing that I'm enough in the past when when I've been imbalanced and I didn't have a healthy self-image, I felt that my self-image was literally a physical image of how mm-hmm. I looked or, or how I would perform. And now I know that I'm always enough for any situation. You know, no, no, matter, no matter the mm-hmm. outcome, uh, no matter the outcome, I played the role that I was meant to play. And really, as long as I do my best, then I don't have any regrets. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, if and a lot of people could relate if you see a crush or or uh like someone you're walking out and they're just so gorgeous it's like instead of wondering what could have been you know you go up and talk to her or you don't talk to her then you're plagued by what could have been you're plagued with the possibilities but if you go talk to her whether or not whether or not they they agree to to come with you or not you know whatever like whether they say yes or no you found out so you don't feel as bad as you could have if you didn't if you didn't put forth your effort to see you know it's like well i gave it my best shot and that's all we ever can do in any single moment yeah you get with that all right what's next on the list jay um can you identify a social confirmation bias that may may not positively serve humanity Okay, what do you have? Um, uh, I I put down because I told you I was gonna go a little bit to pol- I don't want to go into politics, but just the overall concept of how, um, I guess it 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 shapes or creates 
um, confirmation bias. Um, I I got extreme partisanship, and what does that and mean? That's it's basically like political di- division. So like, you know, Democrats, Republicans. A lot of times, you know, a person on one side will you know just you know just completely like dismiss someone else's saying as you know irrelevant you know it it doesn't matter um because they're on one side without thoroughly understanding like where they're coming from and um yeah i feel like that 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 is it can be very divisive because you know like some people just because just because one person doesn't you know share your view be like oh you're closed-minded and and you're ignorant and whatnot and you know like it can can get into like whole things with you know people on opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to like politics um but i think i think what everyone has to realize you know that on opposite sides of the spectrum is like ultimately like politics are supposed to be used to I guess eventually like benefit humanity and and the societies that we live in ultimately that's the goal and um it's 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 about you know approaching things with more of an open mind instead of you know just dismissing people's you know like thoughts and beliefs it's about like really just taking time to not only understand your side or your side of uh, the argument, but someone else's side, because you know maybe when you do that, you can see, you know, like the error or where your thoughts, where you, where you see that you were like a little bit wrong, and and it's it's then where you can like really learn how to be empathetic to someone else's situation. Um, okay. and yeah, so like I I just think extreme partisanship is is one of them, and. Like even with me, um, growing up in my household, everyone's a Democrat. I considered myself a Democrat, um, and just just having that title sometimes, like, just gives you a certain degree of tunnel vision uh, regarding your thoughts and beliefs, you know, pertaining to politics. Um, and you know, like I told you. You know, in, our, in a previous conversation, I took a step back and I was like, you know what? Sometimes, you know, these people have legitimate, like, concerns and beliefs. And I had to take a step back and, like, like sort of almost get rid of that title and accept something else. Like, um, you know, just being an independent. It's, it's almost like being neutral, able to see, like, both sides of the coin. Um, in order to, you know, sort of remove myself from the confirmation biases that I was like attached to under that democratic banner. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand completely. So that's like, that's in, in the metaphysical realm, that's what we would call taking the observer standpoint mm-hmm. so when when you have when you have that observer's standpoint or viewpoint you are not 
emotionally or mentally invested or have have any ties or arrangement with any party and so being um being like like a tarot reader or being yeah. being being a, a spiritual counselor when i would work with individuals i would have to i would have to really listen with my heart and and be judgment free so so if they were to tell me something even if even if personally like i don't agree with it i still have to be neutral when it comes to when it comes to dealing with that so i can therefore give them the uh like like lead them to to the best answer for them you know not saying that i'm leading but i'm helping them uh deduce the situation for themselves with them we're doing it together and i don't want i don't want to force my beliefs and my opinions onto them mm -hmm. because everybody's different every situation is different and i'm just on the outside looking in you know um so yeah that that's what we would definitely call having the observer standpoint and that's real beautiful yeah. like you have yeah. to be you have to be balanced in order to do something like that you have to see both sides and respect exactly. it and, and be be that dichotomy be the blend of both and and so that way you'll be able to say no you're absolutely wrong or yo you're you're 100 correct or you're like 70 percent correct you're just a little askew in this so let me add a little bit of mix of what they're saying bond exactly. sprinkle it over here so we can reach that decision uh, concisely and harmoniously and so to uh to restate the question can you identify a social confirmation bias that may or may not have positively served humanity i'm going to follow up with how it affects me personally and mm -hmm. that is that is that you need something outside of yourself to be whole or to be valid also that good things come to those who do good and hard work does pay off sometimes. And so I gave, I gave a positive and a negative um, because we spend, I'm gonna have to say, most people don't sleep eight hours. So we spend about like 18 hours of the day trying to be more like people looking for the other half of their soul, you know, buying yeah. buying this iPhone or those J's or driving <laughs> this car makes you more. No, um, you need to already be whole. You need to validate yourself because anything like cer certain certain not beliefs, but I'm gonna say states of being is the best way I could put it. So, yeah. um, and like validity on um, being whole, having peace and happiness all should come from within. You don't want to tie these things to anything external of you because mm -hmm. without them, they're, they're, be, without that in your life, you it, it's going to be hard to live and you're really just going to be, uh, you're going to be grinding away and not, mm -hmm. not in a good way. Um, but on, on a more upbeat, positive note, good things do come to those who have patience when you're not choosing or acting out of haste yeah. um, and there's a time and a place to pull the trigger and then hard work does pay off sometimes really i think they should change the phrase to diligence due diligence pays off um but it has to be applied correctly and i would say smart work pays off way better than hard work you know as you get older you should you should want to work smarter and not harder because your body won't handle it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then our next question is going to be, how can we get the confirmation bias working in our favor? Yeah, that's, 
that's an interesting thing because like when you when you talk about something that as uh, as a bias it doesn't have a positive connotation it's negative so like a i disagree bias is is something that you're trying to get rid of it's not something that you want to hold on to um i agree with that yeah it's 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 something that you're trying to get rid of um and i don't know if this is like necessarily getting it to work in your favor but i think like understanding you know understanding what it is and learning to identify those um confirmation biases is the first step cuz like whenever whenever you're you're reluctant to hear out information just because it opposes your views that right there should be a red flag to yourself oh that's oh what's what's going on here like i think you know i'm not really being receptive to this information because i don't want something that i work so hard to believe i work so hard to like establish as being like you know a pillar of who i am to you know be you know just proven wrong or whatever because like honestly like beliefs can be like our babies you feel yeah, me like yeah we sometimes we, we base our identity off of what we believe exactly and sometimes um sometimes the beliefs that we we come to is because of a burning question that we that we answered and we put time and energy into you know answering that one question and what we thought once we did that and we answered that question we thought you know it's set in stone that's it so like it's 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 a uh, it's a uh, it's it's really a painstaking process and it's 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 kind of painful when we you know our our beliefs are challenged so i don't know i think the first thing with that is that you have to understand or learn to identify your confirmation biases and in order to move forward you have to work actively to remove those biases and in order to do that it's not only do you have to like look at views that oppose yours you can't you can't approach you can't approach that new information with the mindset it with oh you know what like my beliefs are right and you know just looking at this stuff i know everything's going to be wrong yeah because it's 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 useless if you do it that way because yeah. everything that you look at you're going to also be running another like you know like uh, in a dialogue in mind, yeah and in yeah, a dialogue yeah. with yourself where you're like looking at it and, and as you're like looking at this information you're trying to disprove everything that's on that page so you have to be more open minded even though you may not agree with everything you have to understand that there may be some truth in that you know that body of information that you were not receptive to yes and um i i don't know if that completely answers the question but 
that's what I have to say regarding that. I think that you answered it. I, I think I think that you answered it the way that it needed to be answered to to have have that viewpoint on it and just to piggyback off of what he's saying how how we can bef before we become more adept and at being open minded and being susceptible to change how you can how you can start to consciously notice when your biases are coming into effect is when you are having a discussion with somebody who one you do not agree with um or you don't you don't agree with if you don't agree with them then that then your bias has already started but if yeah. you don't agree with their and, viewpoint go ahead and honestly those questions those those conversations should be sought out yes do not do not put yourself in a box by you know constantly seeking out conversations that are comfortable that make you feel yeah. good yes I don't challenge who you are because there's no growth is going to come from that. Exactly. Yo, growth challenge is the catalyst and an opportunity for growth, man. I always, yo, I love saying that exactly. and I love hearing that. So when, when you're having these conversations with these individuals, if, when, when you listen attentively, you can feel an active, when you listen attentively and when you listen compassionately and, and open-mindedly, you will literally feel an emotion in your chest. You will feel something in the center of your chest. You can, you can, for, for some people, like you may not be as sensitive, but you will definitely feel when you're disagreeing with somebody and because your chest will be closed off, your heart is closed off, which means that their words are not permeating. They're not making it past that first defense, which is our, which is our sensory, uh, which is our, uh, our, how we receive the information, which would be the ears. And if we're watching somebody, then the eyes as well, you know, so it's not making it past, past that. Um, so you you're already blocked off. You're closed off. You know. So you 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 might even have contracted chest muscles. Your shoulders might be raised up because you're a little defensive. Um, and then if you're if you're sitting there waiting, you're, you're you're not listening, but you're hearing and waiting for an opening to when you can just disprove everything that they've said, then you're not listening. You're not exactly. listening. Conversation yeah, yeah. Is, is really an art. Like. And if you're focused on keeping in mind what you're going to say next, then you're not you're not giving your attention to listening. And I want to say that I want to dispel this for anybody who doesn't know. There's no such thing as multitasking. There's focus switching. <laughs> there, there's quick yeah. microsecond focus switching, but there's no such thing as multitasking. Yep. So hear somebody out because you're most likely going to miss something like uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave that there. And I believe that we definitely can't have the confirmation bias work in our favor um, simply mm -hmm. by reprogramming our mind and our beliefs, you know, seeking beauty. And but then, but okay. then is it bias? Then is it a bias? It won't be a bias, but but that but that's the term. You know? <laughs> okay, <all right>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that that that's the term. Um, so more I so how how I'll have the confirmation okay. bias work for me is is like I'm biased to to never losing. I'm and so to not lose, I have to win. You know, um, and even even if you draw, you still won. Everybody won. You know, but. I'm, bi I'm biased to winning. 
<clears throat> and I'm not, not to be competitive, but pretty much saying I'm not taking a loss. So anything, any, like, this is how I get it working for me. Cause this is what I believe. I believe that I'm, that there's really no such thing as a loss. So I'm not going to take something that's not real. Um, and so this is how I think. So like, for example, my car broke down earlier this year. Mm-hmm. twice the second time the first time mm-hmm. i got it fixed the second time i went to go fix it myself and i broke down so <laughs> so oh. I, had to, <laughs> I had to put a pin in that and most people would see that as a loss like i got this i got this nice car that i'm it's just sitting there collecting dust and i didn't even go disconnect the battery so it's draining and i'm paying yeah. for it you know, i got payments yeah. you know what i mean most people would see that as a loss i see this as an opportunity to yo uh, to to continue my growth and to slow things down. Like anywhere that I need to go, it's the same places that I was going in a car. And it's not that much, it's not that far from me. So I was walking almost 10 miles a day. My body felt great. You know, I, I stopped being sedentary. I got out the house. I was walking. Uh, me and Boots were spending a lot of time together. And then when it got warmer and, and I got my bike adjusted, leading like, so I ride a road bike and that thing has to be adjusted to, to your body specifically. Otherwise you're going to have a whole lot of issues. Um, and so I was riding my bike for a long time without it adjusted. And I finally got it adjusted. And that right there had, had to, I had to put myself in that position to strengthen up my mind and my willpower and to mm-hmm. realize that I am not my circumstances. I create these circumstances. And so I have the ability to recreate the circumstances and change how I view it. So I use my painful writing as, as, uh, to, to really build grit and, and, uh, and diligence through that. And then then once I've made it, when, once I had enough grip built up, then I got my bike adjusted. And so that that led me on track to cycling X amount of miles. Like I'm building, I'm building up to 100 miles in a day, you know. So I'm, now I've surpassed my daily, which for about a year was 30, 35 miles a day. Um, so now I'm doing about 40 plus a day whenever I ride. Yeah, so so that that led me to do more of what I love, and because because I'm not driving around, I don't have the luxury of trunk space and being able to make it to the store last minute. I started saving money. I started living more minimalistically. I stopped buying yeah. things I don't need because I had to carry it, you know. So that's that's how I get the confirmation bias working for me. It's like okay. Because I'm not viewing this as a setback, what do I have to gain from this? What can I gain potentially? What have I gained so far? So that, that's, that's how I use that, John, as a, as, as a booster. And so what, what would you urge people to seek the most? Hmm. And if you want, I'll answer it first. Yeah, you can answer it first. Okay, I urge people to seek that, that you were whole, you were validated, and you are loved. In this society, way too many of us don't believe that we are. Uh, and, and that leaves us hurt. It leaves us, it leaves us wanting. It leads to, and it, it manifests in multiple ways, multiple uh, areas of life. It'll manifest in your relationship to start attracting narcissists, people who only want to use you and abuse you because you don't believe, you don't see your own self-worth. Excuse me, hold on. Excuse me. All right, so um, it'll, it'll lead you to attracting people who are going to use and abuse you. It'll lead you to not achieving more. If you don't believe that you're worth 
that two dollar raise, you'll never go ask for it. And it's very it's rare that they just give it to people like that. They do give them. And and anybody who's really worth that will have it. But you gotta see that you're worth that. And you have to see that you're whole. Um, and that that's giving me a lot of peace is saying that in every like living minimalistically and I'm not and I, minimalism is going to be different for everybody, you know, um, but but what I did was I got rid of a lot of clothes that I wasn't wearing. I decluttered. I decluttered. I got rid of a lot of clothes. Um, I got rid of a lot of silverware <laughs> like I didn't I didn't need to have it's just me and my dog and she doesn't have thumbs to use a spoon so I got rid of a lot of silverware I got rid of a lot of old electronics and and papers um and also I stopped buying things just because I had the ability to do so uh and to and on on a subconscious level it's like I'll be this when I have this I'll do this once this comes and no, I'm already this. I can already do that. That's one reason why I haven't bought my uh, power station, my pull-up dip bar yet. It's like, you know what? Let me make the most out of everything I have. Let me let me exceed the level that that's at, and then I'll have more when I need it. So, yeah. um, and to believe first and seek for it and extract it from the past so so to believe that you're validated love and whole to believe it first and then seek it and extract it from your past experiences and then your future moments will uh will confirm your beliefs so to and and by that i really mean to neuro neurologically reprogram your story to reprogram mm -hmm. yourself and to change your story so um if someone left you like, you know, like your ex or your parents or, or that job that you got fired from, but now you have a better job, like, like to start, start looking at things that, that you've experienced in your past and look at the good that has come from there. The, the negative, the bad is always going to be there. It's like our eyes just attract to a car accident, but how many flowers do we pass when we're driving? but we're going to see a car accident, you know? So sometimes the most beautiful, precious things are the ones that are small and fragile and easy to look over, but doesn't mean they're not there. doesn't mean they're not real. doesn't mean that they don't need our attention. So that's what I urge people to do is to more or less, um, like look at the areas of your life where you feel you, you lack, disbelieve that, like, like, Un, uh, unprogram that you know like delete that from your mind yeah. and then seek the opposite and look back and start pulling that from your experiences yeah i think i think that aligns with what i'm gonna say and i'm gonna keep it short and sweet um um and to confirm is to validate as being true um and i, I think that you know uh, you come to realize by evaluating, you know, what your biases are, that you have to learn to unlearn a lot of things. Yeah. Because everything that you believe is not, everything that you believe isn't right. Like there are certain things that you, you believe and you can prove and, but not everything is right. And some things, you know, may be right because they're factual and some things may seem right for you at the time because I guess it fits who you are in that moment, but later down the line, um, it may not be. And um, I know I'm speaking like very like abstract terms and um, 
but uh, I, I think that's 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 basically all I have for that. Just be understand that you're going to have to unlearn certain things um, to progress and move forward um, at a certain time in your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, and and uh, uh, like a real, real simple way of putting that is like yeah. new levels, new devils, you know, or what you've done to this point will no longer work for where you're at. You have to, you have to learn something new, you know, you got to yeah. do something different. Um, Man, I I was really talkative this one, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad though, it was all good. Nah, I, I think I, this was a great one, man. This was a really yeah, good one. Yeah, I like this. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yo! Anything, anything you want to add? Anything you want to comment? Doesn't have to be about the convers- uh the the bias, or this. Um, tool. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my day went well. Um, <laughs> finished a gallon of water. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a couple more glasses and go for a run later. But um, I don't know. Um. I really don't have anything else to say, like regarding our conversation. I think everything was covered thoroughly um, on both yours and my part. Um, yeah, do, do you have anything to add? <laughs> yeah, it just, it just came to me. Um, I, like, I want people to really change the stories that they tell themselves about themselves, mm-hmm. and don't don't just say the opposite. Say say like the antagonist, you know, like like don't don't say Superman and Bizarro Superman. Say Superman and Lex Luthor, like like so. Don't say don't say you're broke. Like if you feel like you don't got money, don't be like damn you're on broke, and don't and so that that would be that would be what it is right now in this now moment but your past actions led to right now. So your, your next step, I would say, don't say, um, to, to say something more along the lines of like, I have everything I need, mm-hmm. you know, do things like that. Like don't, don't be like, man, I'm fat or be like, man, I'm losing weight. Be like, yo, I'm sexy. Yeah. Like, yo, I did this. You know what I mean, am I going to have to reframe my own personal definition of being broke now? Yo, you might my definition of broke is as long as I don't have a million dollars in the bank yet, I'm broke. All right. Well, if you know, if, if it works for you, if you're getting closer <laughs> to your goal, then you're getting closer to your goal. But I know when I yeah. was broke, when my dream was negative, it was like, you know what? I, I had I had to look elsewhere. I'm like, because yeah, <laughs> there wasn't nothing there. I had to look yeah. elsewhere. It's like, <laughs> like, yo, you know I what? Think, I think I think we've all had moments like that. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like sometimes, sometimes you get you just like, I, like you said, like you you just I feel like just saying those certain things, like it, it once you get out of that mindset of being broke, it's like it, it it changes, it changes like the way you move and and like when your thoughts actually become actions, yeah, they're more purposeful. Just because, just because of what you told yourself. Yeah. Oh, so, so, all right. So, bat, so you said to reframe how you view money, right? If you don't got a million dollars and you're broke, instead of saying, yo, if I don't got a million dollars, I'm broke, be like, yo, I got a million in the bank. 
And like, like, yo, because so you gotta, you gonna have to start believing that. You may have to stop looking at things that trigger you. You know, I like, like that though. I like that. Like, yo, I'm a millionaire, and then soon enough, like you, you, and eventually, no matter how long it takes. Like matter of fact, Jim Carrey, he had he had written uh, that what million dollar, yeah, ten million dollar check. Before. Yeah. So, yeah. like, things will have they just happen, bro. They really do. They just happen. So you gotta start believing it though. It's not enough to just to just think it. Like I would say, it definitely starts with a thought, and you gotta yeah. you're gonna have to keep. And it does take work. It does take time. I won't say it's always painful. I guess it depends on what you're doing and why you're doing it. But um, but to really just reframe the conversation that you're having with yourself and don't don't say what you don't want. Don't say you're not what you don't want or you don't have what you don't want. Say what you do want and who you want to be. Gotcha. Say that. And then that will bring it in because, you know, the subconscious or spirit, uh, your super mind, whoever, however you want to uh, address it, they don't know not don't know. They don't they're, they're not familiar with those words. They just hear like I'm gonna call them like action words or like what are they like nouns or some adjectives I kind of miss those days in high school like you know at like an elementary school and I feel like they just never went over it and I never took the time to learn afterwards I'm like I'm never gonna need this shit you know I know how to use words I just don't know how to use words that define words <laughs> so, so I'm about um, to I'm about to um to look at this the grammar book you ever need it's like it's like a uh, hundred and some pages, and it goes through all of that stuff. And um, I'm, I, I gotta, I gotta go through that. Um, oh yeah. Cause like I don't know, like I, I feel like I'm a, a decent writer, but you know, you can always get better. Oh yeah, there's always room for improvement. Amen yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yo, thanks for sharing that. Cause I'm doubt, yo, Audible. I'm finna hit that up. I know it's not the same as reading it, Bro. but. <laughs> What up? We need, we need, we need to set up a Twitter account or something. We need to post these up there. We oh, need the reach. We need to attach these affiliate links to them. <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> some bread off of this. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you know what? We'll 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 commit to that right now. For anybody who's listening, if you guys uh, if you guys stay tuned, soon we'll have we'll have a discussion about the books that we found most helpful. Oh man. And 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 bo- books that we really want to read, and then we'll we'll go through it and give you like like. I'm not super huge on taking notes, but some things stick out to me. And so, yeah. so I'll put down like those things that I really took away from it at like my first or second pass of the book. Yeah. You know I mean? um, and just to leave y'all with something right now, that's totally tied into this conversation, which I find phenomenal and millions have across the world since it's been written. It's still, I think it's still one of the best sellers of all time. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I still haven't read that. What? I have to read that. I threw out all my pain medicine, like because of it, like like from the military. Yeah, I, I had I had a duffel bag full of medication from the military, bro. Literally duffel bag. I tossed yeah. it all. Like I got rid of all of it properly, disposed of it all. Um, I got rid of all of it, and now that I look back at it, yo, I'm pretty pain free. It's like it's like it's like like when people buy guns they they say like yo if you buy a gun or you walk around with a gun and a knife you're welcoming the violence you're welcoming the challenge you know and so so that that was that's like like if if you're pain free why do you have pain medicine yeah 
So I was like, okay, so yeah, so confirmation bias, think and grow rich. That's gonna be my book for this. If you got one, I guess now would be the time to plug it. I, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting like, hey, is he gonna do the outro? It's like, <laughs> like, don't ask me. Fuck, he asked me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, uh, yo, this has been a wonderful time. Thank you for sharing it with us. And we will be back again soon here with Devontae the Hillet and JD at the Cheat Coats cast. Y'all be easy. Peace.